ops, and a little bit of paranoia. Welcome to the Iron Sysadmin Podcast. We need, we need like a cool transition animation so you guys don't just see us standing here waiting for the music to finish. That's why I bopped my head. That's a cool transition animation. Oh, that's invalid, I guess. <laughs> All right, folks, welcome back to the second part of the show. This is the part where we ramble on about all kinds of BS and we do some uh, unusual housekeeping stuff. And the start of that housekeeping is we want to thank all of our patrons. So thank you to all Yay of the folks. Yay to you! I'm about to list right here. Um, and as a reminder, we mentioned after, you know, from July until December... The, uh, our, our Patreon uh, earnings are going to go to the American Cancer Society because of, well, I don't know anyone that has not had a negative impact in their life from cancer in one way or another. So, uh, but most recently, of course, because of my mother-in-law passing away. So, um, again, I'm going to give you the disclaimer. If for some reason you do not want your money to go to the American Cancer Society, just let me know, and I will withhold whatever amount you would have been giving. Um, but so far, no one's reached out to me with that, so I assume that's not going to be a problem for folks. Uh, anyway, so thank you to Name Pending 197 Jeremy, Aranami, Andrew, Tatro, Bruce, Robert, David, Solemn, Linux666, Mark with a K, The Mentor, Mark with a C, Julius, Andy, J, and Charles. Thank you to each and every one of you. We're bringing in 90-something a month, and then, of course, Patreon takes their cut out, so it turns out to be more like... Hooray! Like 70 or 80 or something. It's it's really not... <laughs> it's not minimal. <laughs> so, uh, mm. but yeah. I guess they have their own uh, their own uh, fees and whatnot that they have to pay for, so I can't complain too much. They give us a platform, and uh, they got to take their cut, I guess. It's almost like paying taxes, except optional. We could not use Patreon and not have to pay it, unlike taxes. I guess you could refuse to pay taxes. Eventually, they come knocking on the door, though, I think. Anyway, I'm rambling already. Um, right, if you'd like to support Iron Sysadmin, you can do so, like I said, at Patreon, or you can go buy a t-shirt at Teespring, teespring.com slash stores slash Iron Sysadmin. And, uh, that's, that's kind of it for the announcements. Did you have any announcements, uh, either of you? I don't, I don't think we have any other announcements. Hmm, not anything official-like. We're, uh, we're starting planning for the DEF CON 610 pub crawl as we've had last year um so that once we have a date set i'll be sure to mention that anybody that's in the the allentown bethlehem eastern region of pennsylvania um you come on out to the pub crawl it's it's it was it's been lots of fun mark mark ate a fish with a head on it last year i did not eat the fish's actual head no but, yeah, no but it had a head that was still <laughs> The problem with that dish is I had eaten so much prior to that that by the time that hit the yeah. table, I'm like, I was kind of full. And you know that feeling when you're kind of full, but, but you, you, really you feel morally obligated anyway. to eat the, to eat this delicious dish because it was clear the guy put so much love into it and it smelled great. And it's like, yeah, basically I ate too much. Yep. It was it yep. was a near thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, when we got to that particular restaurant, I was full enough that I didn't Would order do anything. again. Oh, yeah. Right. It did look really good. <laughs> would do again totally all right uh so yeah when we have info on that i will be sure to share it yeah 
All right. So I, um, yeah, I'm out. I'm October. I'm out of pocket from the 11th to the 26th. So I don't know. I don't remember if the pub crawls before Halloween or not. Usually try to do it close to Halloween. Um, yeah. But last year that backfired on us because of the PumpCon security conference that happens down. I think it's in Philly. Um, yeah. They weren't going to have a conference. And then last minute decided they were going to have a conference, and it was the same day as the PubCon or Pub Crawl. So uh, no one it's showed the up for the Pub Crawl. It was fun. It was fun, but the light attendance was super disappointing. It was. It put was. a lot of work into it. The first year we did it was awesome. We probably had 20 or 30 people show up, and people had a great time. We actually had some good competition. Uh, some folks from outside of the, uh, the normal group came up and had a good time. It was great, and we were really hoping for the, for a similar thing last year, and it just didn't pan out that way, and it was really disappointing. Um, but anyway, so yeah, when it when it comes around, um, I will keep in mind your availability, Mark, because I know you want to make there, make it there. There's probably going to be a poll in the DefCon Six One Zero Discord once we uh, have some dates picked. In and, that instance. In that instance of Discord. Discord. Um, yeah. So that's a thing. If you're in the area, go join that Discord. Let me know if you need an invite. We can get you in there. Uh, and you can vote on it as well if you want to. Anyway, um, yeah, so I had an announcement the last time we recorded, but then we had to cut it short because of my sink exploding. Uh, but I started a new job. I'm now, instead of a technical account manager at Red Hat, I'm a technical marketing manager at Red Hat, which deserves a disclaimer. <laughs> Because the word marketing okay. has a really negative connotation to it. Um, as a TAM, I had to know a lot of our products really well to help our customers use it. As a TMM, technical marketing manager, I have to know a slightly smaller subset of those uh, products really well so I can share it with everybody that will listen. <laughs> so I'm still very much a technical person, still very much dealing with things like uh, product demos and labs and technical articles and blogs and whatever. Uh, but the really cool thing for me is I really like content creation. It's why I run the podcast. It's why I do other things that are content creation related. It's why I write blogs and stuff. And a TMM does a lot of those things for Red Hat. So now I am officially a professional content creator, if you want to look at it slightly mm. uh, skewed, right? So, um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I started actually the beginning of this week, so I've only been a TMM for four days. Um, but as of the last show, it was all pretty much set in stone, and the customers that I was serving at the time already knew, so I was ready to tell everybody about it. But whatever, it got delayed by two weeks. Announcing it got delayed by two weeks. The job still So how have the first four days been? It's been good. It's been good. Um, three days, technically, because Monday was a holiday. So my first day as a TMM was a day off. <laughs> but uh yeah, that's that that's that, perfect that's a great way to start i know right right um but yeah it was it's it's so far it's good there's a there's a lot to learn there's a lot of like salesy markety things that i need to be involved in now and that's something that's a world i've never even touched so all of that is brand new to me and i'm lost there, I'm hoping that uh, that's going to be okay, <laughs> and that I'm going to learn what you've I need to know and not have to get too deep into it. You've done this to yourself. I have done it to myself, but I'm still excited about it. 
I still think it's going to be uh, still. I still think it's going to be a good opportunity. It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, you know, good stuff. However, it does mean that I am now another step removed from the content of this show, and that concerns me a little. So um, we're mm. going to be very careful to not skew Iron Sysadmin toward a Red Hat sales pitch show. That's always been on my mind ever since I started at Red Hat, uh, because obviously two of us are Red Hatters, um, and and a lot of what we say and what we think is influenced by that, whether we know it or not or like it or not. Um, but uh, yeah, if this if it becomes difficult to to make objective content for this show, then we're definitely going to ag- address that. And if anybody starts noticing that, let us know. <laughs> uh, other than that. Um, have you, Mark, I think you've looked at this game. Have, have either of you tried the game The Last Campfire? I I know of it, but I haven't uh I haven't tried it yet. Yeah, ditto. I've heard of it. I think I saw a trailer, but I haven't I haven't touched it yet. It's it's produced by the same company that releases uh No Man's Sky, which is really the only reason I even heard about it. It's it's, it's made by Hello Games. Yeah. And No Man's Sky is a really fun game. So uh, it came up as recommended. I think it was on sale or it's maybe it's just a cheap game. I don't remember. But it's a fun little like I have 20 minutes to waste. I feel like sitting down and playing a chill game. That's the kind of game it is. It's like a little puzzle game. Um, it's it's cool. I, I, I enjoy it. It works with my Stadia controllers. <laughs> and sometimes that's a selling point for me. <laughs> You and your Stadia controllers. Look, they're awesome controllers. I'm telling you, this. I've said this I've before. Heard. This is like the. This is like the selling point of Stadia. This is because the service is not. It never really turned into what they wanted it to be, and I knew that was a possibility. But the only real saving grace is that these controllers are really awesome, um, and as long as you can get them to work with whatever game you're playing, they, they're really nice. They're nice controllers. So, Lost Campfire or Last Campfire? Yeah. The review, the uh, ratings on it look fantastic. Yeah, it's a great little game, and it's it it has the feel of an indie game. I don't know if it's developed by a smaller studio and just released by Hello Games. It has a completely different feel to it than No Man's Sky does. Like you, you know how a lot it of games that, that come out of the same studio have a similar feel. The develop on Steam, the developer and the publisher are the same. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's uh, it's their work, but. Yeah, you, you wouldn't it's know. Fair, you fair wouldn't fun know. on Steam Deck, too. Yeah, but it's it's good. It's a good little game. I'm having fun with it. That's nice. It would probably be fun on Steam Deck if uh, if you're saying it works on Steam Deck. I, I, it's rated I apparently, as playable on Steam Deck. I, I apparently own it on Switch. I just haven't gotten there yet because I'm, I'm too busy playing RPGs that take up all my time. Oh, well, it's fun. You should try it. <laughs> I should, I should, but I'm I'm playing I'm playing Nino Nino Cooney right now, which is just like really in depth, um, and and much more difficult than you would expect. Um, I've never so even it's, heard of that, it's, so I don't know. <laughs> I, I kept hearing about it as, as like from a, a couple game podcasts I listened to, and and I was like, fine, I'll check it out. And I looked at it, I'm like, this looks like a kids game, and I played it for about five minutes and went, yeah, little kids are not playing this because this is this is really hard, way too in depth. <laughs> So it's, it's, it's like a, yeah, it's, it's not that it's super in, I guess it gets pretty in depth, but it's, it's just the battling system is, is 
it's it's a little weird and it's really hard to kind of wrap your head around. It gets a little easier the more you know about it, but still it's 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 not simple. Cool. It's it's got a very it's got a very Zelda feel to it uh, right up until you you battle with somebody. Then it's <laughs> then it's more more like a think Final Fantasy but more real time. Well, throw um, throw the name of it or a link or something in the the notes. I'll be sure to include it cuz I don't Yeah, I can do that. Nino something. I've already forgotten the name. <laughs> oh damn. It's called it's called Nino Kuni. Nino Kuni. I have no idea what that means though. Okay. Cool. Well, you want to finish up your chat and then we'll talk about whatever Mark had in here. Yeah, I mean, the only other thing it? I'm really doing is like, no, I, I, I'm playing uh, disturbing amounts of Final Fantasy 14. Um, I blame my wife. Is that the MMO? Yeah, I don't think I've tried. 14. Yeah. Um, uh, I've heard that if you like MMOs, it's good. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 an amazing MMO. It's really, really good. Super in-depth. And there's there are. There's a lot of callbacks to a lot of different things all over the place, um, just embedded everywhere. So it's, it's just so much fun. Wasn't 12 an MMO? 11. 11 was an MMO. And then, so yep. is that still around or did they, did they close that down? I like don't know. I, I, I don't know. Um, I know okay. that the, I think, so the final DLC for 14 has already been, been out for a while. And I think like, it's nearing the end of sort of their, their arc. Um, you know, so of course I get into it now. Uh, I don't know if that means that there's a new one coming or it's just the end of whatever this arc is and maybe there'll be more. I'm not sure, but, um, the, the game has, has unbelievable levels of depth. Um, it just, there's well, just, you, you can't get bored. There's so much to do. Do you, if you start it with a level one character, do you get to play the entire arc? that yes. arc, all the arcs that have been yeah that that's yes. a good way to do it and yeah. a lot of the lot a lot of the better mmos are like that like in theory you can if you start wow from level one you can you can take you can basically do all the quests the stories that were in the game from launch yeah but they nuked a bunch of them can and made them simple can you they well yeah, so so Cataclysm changed some things permanently, but there it's yeah. funny because there's some shit that's in there that doesn't acknowledge the cataclysm happened. Yeah. Especially yeah, see, in the expansions. I, I, I thought so I played I played all of well, I played I, I, I actually didn't finish the first like the original WoW because my computer blew up, but And you can play um, classic if you want the pre-cataclysm I, stuff. Yeah. I came back, yeah, I came back to play. And, you know, this was years later when Cataclysm was already out and I got in and I was like, okay, I'm not even in Cataclysm yet. And every like the the ground is all ripped up and there's rivers of lava. And I'm like, "Uh, this is like interesting. But now the stuff that I was doing doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. um, There are areas where it's absolutely disconcerting. So if you want the true quest lines from the from Azeroth. Yeah. Prior to Cataclysm, you you know, classics included with your subscription, yep. you can replay those yeah. quests. Yeah. Um I with with Final Fantasy 14. So there there's a lot of instances like I know at least for for quest lines, um, you know, you'll you'll see people standing in areas just weirdly standing there. Well, it, apparently 
a quest line may have ended there and there's they're seeing something that's different from what you're seeing so there's there's like there's so there's pieces phasing? like that um yeah and i don't i don't know that there's much in the way of uh terrain changes per se i haven't really seen that um tons and tons of dungeons and instances and they do a lot of different stuff with uh like the the combat is is pretty in depth with how it works and you can literally be every single uh every single class on the same character so hmm. like you you can level up your characters and then you can you know decide to become a different class and they have a a way of just switching but you can't do it in battle obviously but like you can just switch between classes um so you may have like a level 50 warrior and you hit a button and now you're a level 5 arcanist or something so you you appear to be being invaded there, Nate. Oh, she left her phone in here. She's going to get it. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> and that made it, was it going worse. so well. <laughs> uh, um, all right. So yeah, I, I, lots of Final Fantasy fourteen with the wife, which is which is just a lot of fun. You know what? So, it's, but you're gaming with your wife, so yeah. that really, I think, is the. Yeah. I think that's the message. Yeah, we. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, I, I with with my wife, we played WoW together for a while. We played uh, Guild Wars together for a while. Guild Wars Two, actually. Um, and it's it's fun, even if you don't necessarily love the game. It's it's nice to be able to do something like that with your wife. So yeah, Guild, Guild Wars was the original sort of the original that we played. Um, yeah, and then she hated Guild Wars Two, so we never got to play together. She on was. That. Yeah, she was not a fan of Guild Wars 2. Um, matter of fact, she goes back to Guild Wars every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but we, she was playing uh, Arc Age. Um, and then Arc Age got bought by a new company. And we're pretty sure, because you can watch the numbers on Steam Drop, uh, we were pretty sure that the new company bought the game with the sole intention of bombing the game. <laughs> every single person that she knew who played the game left. The, the servers it... were like completely empty. Sometimes they do that. It seems they they dis they absolutely destroyed the game. Um, Man, the, and then we the, moved over to. Speaking of older MMOs, the one I was so disappointed with was Dungeons and Dragons Online. I had such high hopes for that, and it was just like such a disappointment. Warhammer Online. I have yeah. friends who keep trying to invite. They, they they've invited us like a million times to play that, and we just never really get into it. Yeah, two MMOs broke my heart: uh, Warhammer Online and Star Wars Galaxies. Star Wars Galaxies, the original version, was so good because it was a true sandbox. Yeah. And then they, they switched they to a system it. where they tried to do they tried to turn it into World of Warcraft. You can't out wow wow. That was that was made by the company that made EverQuest, wasn't it? I remember Star Wars Galaxies. Correct. I really wanted to like Sony. that too, and I never really got into it. Uh, and then I heard it just had got they destroyed. Gotten, yeah. Its launch was really bad. They had a lot of quality issues but they they were working hard on the bugs and stuff like that had they gotten through that and kept all the systems and not tried to out wow wow oh so, it was so good the other one was star oh. trek online star that, trek online is still is still exists yeah and it's but free that, to play today that was i was watching that when it was still in development that was a train wreck and launch. it looked awesome and then it changed hands like three times, like two development studios died. Yeah, never a good sign. <laughs> and 
And uh, the game that came out didn't really hold up to the promises that the first game studio made. Because why would it, right? It changed hands. Yeah. And, you know, I played it at launch. I'll admit it. I bought it. So did I. I, I could probably still log into it and play it. I, I, I bought the game. I just have to re-up my yeah. subscription. But it was... The Star Trek world is just... to Like, to me... That's that's the space game or the space uh, uh, whatever franchise that I like most. Star Wars is great, <sighs> don't get me wrong, but Star Trek is my thing. So I was really looking forward to that the game, and then it just yeah, it, it didn't deliver. The problem, <laughs> it was it was so combat oriented, yeah, that it and and they you ha- an MMO you generally don't have a choice but to make it combat oriented because that's the easiest kind of content, yeah. But it was it was so combat oriented that it, that it broke the Star Trek illusion. Yeah. Also, and believe it or not, I was thinking about the stupid game when I was making breakfast today. <laughs> because I remember like being really almost horrified that when you made your character, you 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 customized their uniform. Like, yeah. Not everybody in Starfleet had the same uniforms. Yeah. Like, and and. And basically, so all the NPCs on your ship would have like versions of your uniform. Yep. And it was like from all the different eras and all the different variations yep. of all the different Star Trek media. Yep. It was really, it was bizarre. It was. And I, I don't know if they ever tried to justify it in universe, like in game. That yeah. Why does every single starship have their own version of the Starfleet uniform? I, I, I just wanted to play Star Stargate Worlds. Unfortunately, it never it never yeah, released. That never it looked really up. cool. That would have been the, a good one too. For the for the time, it looked really awesome. Yeah. Um, but it it you know it died on the vine. Yeah, that would have been a good yeah. one. But yeah, to me, oh. No Man's Sky is the game that Star Trek Online should have been. <laughs> in in a lot of ways, you're right because yeah. you don't have to just fight stuff. Yeah, it's. It's not perfect by any means, my God. You no, know, that's you, not. Set. <laughs> but it's certainly, uh, yeah, it's unique. Yeah. All right. So, um, Mark, what did you have going on this week? I, I hear it was a pretty boring week for you. <sighs> so I had game night, not this week, but the week before. And it turns out that one of my fellow gamers brought the gift of COVID, which I found out. I started feeling like garbage on Thursday, the week ago today, right? Yeah. And I tested positive on Saturday morning. Now, were this five years ago, I would have been like, oh, yeah, I I, I caught some flu, picked up some flu or a yeah. cold or whatever. Because that's honestly, it never felt worse than that. But, you know, now it's 2022 and everything is COVID. And yep. so I've been being a good little COVID victim and stuck in my house yep i since I had last it, saturday i had it for the first time uh might be a month ago now almost a month ago three weeks ago um and ironically it was right after game night at your place so <laughs> but no I one else got sick is, so <laughs> yeah i guess the lesson is don't do game night at mark's yeah, unless don't you go to mark's COVID. place unless you want covid no i i think i picked it up the weekend before <clears throat> to be honest because i started feeling crappy right. on like wednesday and they say two to three days is like the gestation period. So it could have been at your place, but I, I really think it was either uh, I had been to church that Sunday, and I really think that's where I picked it up. We also did grocery shopping the day before, so that could have been it. I don't know. 
And yeah, know. you'll never know. Yeah, you'll never know, but, right? Uh, you know, the and the nerd in me wants to try to trace it back to where I picked it up. But course, you'll, you're right; you're never going to know. You're you'll never, never know. Um, I got OG COVID in 2020, and my wife is like, "You got it at the airport," and she might be right. Were you looking doorknobs at the airport? No, I had the nerve to walk through Orlando, and apparently, a TSA employee in Orlando had COVID. Oh, that's okay. when that shit was newsworthy because it was when stuff was first break was first happening. Right. I also could have caught it at Newark Airport. Yeah. I also could have caught it at Giant the next day after we got home because I took my kids and their friend who emergency evac from Seton Hall to here because she actually lived in Arizona or New Mexico, yeah. whichever one Walter White lives in. So she was staying with us until she could get a flight home. So I took them to Giant to like buy stuff, and for all I know, some 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 Trump loving idiot breathed on me in 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 Giant. And I got it. I don't know. <laughs> oh God, I went there. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, but the, my point is, it's impossible to know. Yeah, that, that's that's um, what masks are for. You, you, a, you put your mask. Well, on. that was be, you know that was back early in the pandemic when people were buying up all the toilet paper. Yeah, uh, and yes. if you remember, the, the people were told don't buy masks. Yeah, because remember I at the beginning, it was we don't were, bother with a mask or whatever. Yeah. And they were told that because they figured the same idiots that bought all the toilet paper would buy all the the masks and the people who needed and, them wouldn't be. And they weren't that. wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. No, they yeah. weren't wrong. <laughs> but, you know, two and a half years later, some people were like, they said at the beginning we didn't need masks yeah. and whatever. Yeah. But that that's not what I want to talk about. Um the point is, I, uh, I, I hopefully I test negative tomorrow because I got some scout stuff going on this weekend. But the real, I think, headliner is that my wife and daughter and I are going to Disney in October, so I should be nice and super immune. Uh, <laughs> until because the next, they don't take COVID. Se- until the next variant comes well, out, right before Disney, right? Yeah. Uh, and they don't take COVID real seriously in Florida anyway, so yeah, I it's mean, best that I that my immune system will know how to deal with it. Every and I, I don't want to sound. Like I'm not a medical professional, but from it, every variant is getting less deadly and more transmissible, which is exactly what they predicted right. at the beginning, right? Well, and eventually the, we're just going to have to accept that people are going to get COVID and move on, right? I don't know when that breakover line is, but I think we're getting there. You know? Well, I read I read a very I read a very fascinating thing the other day. When did the uh, when did that flu epidemic from 1919 end? It didn't. There, right. Yeah. That was a trick question. Yeah. It's still like it's still going on. Yeah. What ha- what happened is that 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 flu just became just like you said. It kills less people yeah. and it's more transmittable. Right. So that that pandemic didn't. It became endemic. Right. So uh, and, and believe me, I get it. My experience with COVID from a couple of weeks ago is not going to be the same for everyone else who gets it today. But for me. It was no worse than any flu I've ever had. In fact, I've had worse flus. I've had flus yeah. where I thought I might die. <laughs> and yeah. I had pneumonia. I had pneumonia, yeah. which came close to killing me when I was in my twenties. Yeah. Uh, the OG COVID. That was the second worst I've ever felt in my entire life. OG COVID in twenty in early twenty twenty. Yeah. And this COVID was like flu COVID. Like yeah. whatever. Yeah. I'm. I'm fine. I. I. I'm glad I never got it the first round. Um. You know, and I've, I've said this before on the show that I, I feel like I probably would have fared well, but I'm glad I didn't have to find out. <laughs> yeah. But the real take home message is that uh, I've been doing I had a lot of time to, to watch some stream and stuff. Uh, 
over Labor Day weekend, and my GTA Online character is now much wealthier. Yeah. He owns a decommissioned Russian sub, some other stuff. Yeah, Mark, Mark from I, Mark, the other Mark and I yeah. from Red Hat are playing together too. So yeah. GTA Online is my version of an MMO that I'm goofing with nowadays. And then I found this neat game on the Steam Deck. I mean, it doesn't have to run on the Steam Deck. It's on all the consoles, including the Switch. And it's, it's actually the Steam version, but it's called Arcade Paradise. And it it's just, it's really good on the Steam Deck. You, It takes place in a weird-ass like it's late eighties, early nineties kind of mashed together and you play a college dropout whose father has put her in charge of the family laundromat, uh, as sort of like to try and teach her responsibility. Yeah. And she ends up like becoming an entrepreneur and, and installing arcade cabinets and (laughs) basically turn it into a killer arcade. And what's neat. So it's a business, it's a business sim but all the games that you have in your arcade are fully playable. That's awesome. And they're and they're like they're like uh riffs and and uh and basically rewrites of classic arcade games. Like there's, you know, there's a missile command, you know, communists from Mars. There's um <laughs> communists you know, they've from got Mars. <laughs> they've got space and they've got like, you know, their Pac-Man variant's one of my favorites. It's it's basically a mashup between Pac-Man and Grand Theft Auto, where you, you where your thief is driving a car, you're ro- you're rolling around sucking up money, and a cop car, the cop car hits you, and what happens is when the cops hit you in your car, your car gets blown up, and you then start running as a character, and you you got a boombox, and you can throw musical notes at the cops to stun them, and. You, it points to where a replacement car is, and if you can get to your replacement car, you can keep going. <laughs> it's it, it's a it's a trip. That's funny. But if you if you like arcade games, if you like like the the Ready Player One nostalgia stuff, it's a really well done game. Oh, your father, by the way, is is voiced by Geralt from The Witcher Three. The same voice actor who does Geralt in The Witcher Three is your father, Gerald, who is visiting the Riviera. <laughs> It's it. They intentionally set that up. That's it's funny. It, it's really, really well done. That's funny. That's like twenty bucks on Steam. That's the other or, thing I'm, you know, I'm again, doing. I forgot. Is... I forgot to mention. I I went through and I I redid all of the Dresden Files audiobooks that I had because I felt like it. Um, and that I, has nothing to do with anything. I just well, hold said. on. I just finished the last one. Okay. But um, there is a new. Um, I think it's a short story called The Law that's written by the same author, but I don't have any credits on audible. I was waiting for them to renew. So I was looking for something else to listen to while I was waiting for my next credit. And I'm listening to ready player one again. And it's just as much fun the fourth time through (laughs) as it was the first, second and third time. I love that story. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, it's a fun, it's a fun read. Yeah. So that, but that's, um, I, I feel like, I, I feel like every time we do news updates, it's about what video games I'm playing. Well, like, I had that awesome canoe trip with the Venture Crew in August. I forget whether I had a chance to talk about that because we didn't really have we had a period where we didn't have shows. Yeah, but we, didn't, we missed the August, crew. The crew and I did like sixty six miles. Actually, no, we picked uh, over it up six in August, days and so five you nights. Talked about it. I don't remember. Yeah, so I don't just play video games all the time. My yeah. son's back at Stevens. We're visiting him this this Sunday, and 
Prior to that, my crew is helping out at a rodeo. We've never done that before. That should be fun. A road, like, like a real rodeo? That's cool. Right, yeehaw! Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Bull riders. We're not doing any of that. We're, we're, my crew's going to be the color guard. And you're all, you're all rodeo clowns. That's how you're helping out, right? You're going to get, you're going to get I am a clown, by a bull. Not, not that. <laughs> I hope not. But, yeah, but, uh, but as far as the nerds here are concerned, I can't recommend Arcade Paradise enough. And I think what, what'll, what'll eventually happen to it is even after you, once you beat the story, you then have this awesome, arcade that you can play the games play parody games in (laughs) and well some of them are really good like there's this two stick zombie 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 attack game it's like they're the the games are all across the different styles there's some vector graphics ones there's some of the you know old school donkey kong style graphics and then there's like they've they've got like the fighting games with the really good graphics and stuff they even have a -a whack-a-mole game it's cool. Like we're and, and a food and a foosball game. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, check it out. There's, There's a demo. Like some sometimes I like that style of game, like the business management game, right? Sometimes I like that style. Sometimes I don't. It depends how it's done. But the video game piece might um, might make it worth it. Well, let me put it this way: it, it you cannot fail the business aspect of it. And at the very beginning, you make most of your money doing laundry, which sounds. <laughs> Awful, but even that's kind of fun because everything you make doing laundry and picking up garbage from the laundromat, but everything like has like like video game scoring and things like yeah. around that. Like, oh, this ba- I got an S. I got I did an S load because I got the wet clothes in the dryer fast enough, and then got <laughs> the dry clothes on the dryer fast enough. So it's an S S rank as opposed to oh, I I let the clothes sit in the washer too long. And then not out, and so that was C and and yeah, yeah, so it's a C level. Yeah, you know, it does the whole C B A S, and then that you get, you know, your payment is based on how well you did. (laughs) That's funny. I'll have to check it out. Arcade Paradise, huh? On Steam, obviously. Arcade Paradise. Uh, If you if you're gonna get it on Windows, yeah, or again, it's on it's on all the consoles too. Yeah, Xbox. PlayStation. I wonder Switch. if it'll work with my Stadia controller. Uh it works great on the Steam Deck, so yes, it should work with your Stadia controller on Windows. The Stadia controller has the limitation that it doesn't show up as a standard video game controller. So there's like this funny little shim driver I, you have to run. That's that's why. I, dude, I, say I that. can't help you. Then. I know. I know. Right. I know. Anyway, uh, some games support it natively, others don't. Um, that's why I'm saying living it. in arcade paradise. Of course, I always think gangster paradise when I go to fire up arcade paradise and <laughs> say a coolio in my head. All right, should we move along into the news? Power in the money. I think, money in the power. I think that's a yes. Hour after hour. Ooh, COVID dizzy. <laughs> you looked like you were moving your head pretty fast. So much that the video couldn't I keep was. up. You were just a blur. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Hopefully. Um, our news tonight, the first the first article, Jason, I think you're going to love this because I remember having conversations with you about how much you hated this feature when it started getting so prevalent. 
Um, and that is that the Facebook button, and this is from CNBC, by the way, the Facebook button is disappearing from websites as consumers demand better privacy. And um, the gist of the article is Dell, uh, you know, everybody's favorite computer manufacturer, maybe not everybody's, some people's favorite computer manufacturer. You used to be able to, when you logged into Dell's website, to buy a computer or whatever, you could log in using your Facebook login, right? That little OAuth thing that would let you connect to uh, connect your ID from Facebook to whatever site you're logging into. Um, Dell apparently received complaints from customers, I guess. They are removing it from the site or have removed it from the site at this point. So I don't know what that means for folks that were using that to log in, if they got some other sort of a stub account that they can still log in and manage their account with. But uh, yeah, they're basically backing out of that because they don't like the privacy concerns that linking up with Facebook um, brings along with it. It does make me wonder what this might mean for other sites because um, I don't leverage Facebook login because I don't like the privacy implications. But I do leverage Google login pretty frequently, especially from my days when I was an all-in Android user, right? There's a lot of accounts where I'm using Google login. And it has really the same kind of problem, right? There's a lot of data about you in Google, depending how they handle it. Like, it could be the same sort of privacy concern. So I do wonder if I'm going to be in this boat where I have to, like, make new accounts on all these sites if they start removing Google logins. But, yeah, so um, apparently they're not the only site doing it either. There's other sites that have been following suit. Um, looks like they're listing sites like Best Buy, uh, Ford Motor. I guess that's, like, Ford, the place you buy cars from. Um, Pottery mm -hmm. Barn. I don't know if that's going to affect me. Nike, Patagonia match like pottery barn oh no is that like match.com the dating site yeah yeah match.com and twitch i mean that's that's the one that jumps out at me on the list the other ones are yeah. like meh whatever yeah but twitch has gotten rid of it which is uh, uh kind of amazing yeah right i mean twitch is the sort of site you'd expect to have social login because of exactly what yeah. it is right but um yeah that's kind of crazy so yeah there's um They do mention the Google thing here. I'm going to have to reread the article and see if I can find more information about whether people are also doing this with Google accounts. Because that will actually affect me. <laughs> the Facebook thing, I've, I don't think I've used uh, Facebook login on anything. Maybe one or two things that only I've, offered it. I, I do it occasionally just because I'm super lazy. Yeah, for me it was um, before I was using super a lazy, password man. manager – it was a lot more, I felt like it was more secure to have a single authenticated login than it was to have passwords all over the place. But now that I have a password manager and I just generate those passwords anyway, it's probably more secure that way. Because, you know, if someone were to break into probably, one account, they don't get access so. to everything. But you know what I mean. Anyway, I guess it's... You're not wrong. So, uh, yeah, if you're using Facebook login on sites like Dell, Best Buy, Ford... Pottery Barn and the Pottery Barn thing. That's going to hurt. If, if you're using Facebook login, please stop. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. I'll try, Jason. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the conversation I'm referring to, Jason, was when uh, there was like a contest or something you wanted to join. And the only way to join was with a Facebook login. And you're like, nope, can't do it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That, that comes up a lot. Uh, yeah. I, I can make my, my, my statement even more concise. If you're using Facebook, just stop. That'd just be my, 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 my recommendation. Just just get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. 
they are a lot uh, of these days i will well i mean you may not have a choice eventually it sounds like they're they're kind of in trouble over all of their uh, chasing the metaverse crap just because Zuckerberg is so hyper-focused on it that he's spending a bunch of money on it and they're not making enough money to cover his obsession. <laughs> or at least that's what Good. they're speculating. So I, I, I'm i on Facebook to swap memes with other friends yeah. nowadays. That's yeah, I, my use case. I don't use it as much as... In fact, there was a point where I was or almost wasn't logging into it at all. I didn't even have it on my phone you, anymore. You got it. You got into a little tuss with someone the other day I saw. Um, you, got a, you, got, you got a little spicy the other day. Oh, you mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess we maybe we won't go into that one on the show because it was political. Nah. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I know which one you're talking about. All right, uh, my next article, you're going to love this one, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Kay for pros. <laughs> So it's from the Washington Post. Uh, basically, they say Treasury will warn. I think they mean the U.S. Treasury or Treasury Department um, will warn White House that crypto needs major regulations. And I think we knew this was coming eventually, right? I'm sorry, I can't read the article that, because uh, pretty, I've read my maximum. Oh free articles. yeah, that's the problem. With no, the copy, Post. copy, copy the link. Open up a incognito window and paste it in. Uh, anyway, is that too um, much work to get it, to the Washington Post? It's uh, no, uh it's nothing new. There have been warnings about. I don't know if Treasury has sent an official thing, but it's been it's this has been warned about for for years. Well, now. the the um the article suggests that they have insider information that says they are about to do this. Yeah. Like they're about yeah, to start uh, suggesting the imposition of regulation on Bitcoin or not Bitcoin, but cryptocurrency. Yeah, and I I put a follow up article. Well, sort of follow up a follow up tweet about uh, one that is as apparently just broke that the White House uh, says that the Congress may consider legislation to ban proof of work Bitcoin mining. Wow. Which is which is uh, kind of a big thing. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that's what Bitcoin is based on. So if proof of work goes away, uh, you know, there's there's other there's other uh, other mechanisms now. But, you know, that, so that was the big one. So. My, my question there would be, is that motivated by uh, wanting to kill Bitcoin or wanting to kill cryptocurrency? Or is that motivated by the the environmental impact? Because there's been lots of people uh, warning that yeah, the environmental impact to, of mining Bitcoin is nowhere yeah. near acceptable. <laughs> uh, according to the quote that they have here, it's it's specifically to minimize GHG emissions, environmental justice impacts, and other local impacts from crypto assets. So it's it's a climate and energy thing. That's what I thought. Okay. Because, yeah. I mean, which, folks which that makes are, perfect sense. People that are mining Bitcoin are spending a ton of energy doing so. And, of course, that energy has to come from somewhere. And that energy has byproducts. And those byproducts are contributing to lots of nasty things. <laughs> that, right? that So that image I pasted says it all. You paste it. I don't even know where that you paste it. Image I pasted. It's after the tweet. Oh, okay. It's the link to an image. Oh, it's in the it's in the links. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, there's I've seen other Yeah. <laughs> so there was a Yeah, that's it exactly. Yeah, Imagine if you keep your car show, idling 24/7. Yeah. Produced solve Sudoku's you could start trade for heroin. Yeah. Yeah. Um there's a I, I don't remember where, but there was a um 
there was a Bitcoin mining operation they stood up next to, like at a at an old uh, factory or something where there was a, 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 a power generation plant next to a lake. Yeah. And spinning that up, it was pulling so much energy that it actually raised the lake temperature. Like the lake temperature started going up because of the amount of, of Bitcoin mining going on. I'm not because surprised. The, the, the energy plant used the lake water to cool the turbines or whatever it was doing. Yeah. And that's, um, and that's, that's like that, that, that's what people say. Oh yeah. If you water cool it or if you build it in, a, in Antarctica where it's always cold anyway. Right. Um, but what's the impact of you that? You still need the energy. Right. You got, you, you get enough of those doing that. You still um, need to generate yeah. the energy. Yeah. Right. So the energy generation and the impact, right. If, if I'm running a hairdryer out in the Arctic, right. No one cares. If I'm running a billion hairdryers, the Arctic starts to get warmer. Right. Yep. But but the point is, even if so, even if the machines weren't throwing off the heat, they would still require a huge amount of energy. Yeah. That's not doing anything productive. Right. 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 Which has to be right. generated somehow, which right. typically involves burning fossil fuels. Right. There's like this huge follow on. Right. There's like every level of cryptocurrency is turning out to be a bad idea. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> and it's all because people think they can get rich doing it, right? It's like and 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 that's why it's a scam because crypto and NFTs are all about the people who got in first. Right. Which is just like another popular scam that I like to make fun of. Yeah. Your your multi-level marketing nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, it's it's unfortunate that we are where we are, and it's unfortunate that the government has to get involved because people can't be reasonable. But this is where laws seem to come from frequently. People can't be reasonable, so we have to make legislature that forces them to be reasonable. Then they complain that their freedoms are being infringed upon. And, you know, it's like I well, can't— Well, some freedom should be. Well, I usually lean toward freedom, Right. And the fact that reasonable people can't have the freedom to do things that unreasonable people have caused to be illegal bothers me. But the unreasonable people are really the problem. It's not the law that's the problem. It's not the government that's the problem. It's the people that couldn't see reason. I grew up, I was born in 66. My dad owned a boat for a very long time. And I remember being on the Barnegat Bay in the 70s before all the EPA regulations really hit and the water was gray. Yeah. The Atlantic Ocean off of the coast of Jersey was brown. And I watched during my my childhood and my young adulthood as these regulations that were put in place restricting the freedom to like dump oil and take a shit into the water right. took place. People being told what they can't do. Yep. And magically the water changed color. <laughs> I went swimming in the Atlantic ocean with the scouts in, in off, off the Jersey shore this summer. And the water was a beautiful tropical blue. Right. But see, that's like, that's exactly my point from telling people by restricting the freedom to be a destructive prick. There's, and that's sometimes what you got to do. I, I can't. I mean, maybe there are people that thought dumping oil and waste into the ocean was completely fine. But I got to imagine that most of those people knew it was they wrong. Still, they knew it was wrong, but they uh, did it anyway. And that makes them idiots. 
right? That because makes, it was profitable, and right. there are people today who right. who would who would do it in an instant, and, and if this, it could make them more money. But but this is what frustrates me, right? They knew it was wrong. They did it anyway. They ruined it for everybody else. And this is the story of so many things in this country that have been taken away, freedoms that have been taken away, right? Um, but I don't have a good answer to how else to do it other than brainwashing these idiots into not being idiots, right? <laughs> the only way to do it is to make it illegal, and that takes stuff away from people who would have been reasonable, right? Anyway, it's just... The tragedy of the... Yeah, the tragedy of the commons is an old story. Yeah. That's not a modern story. Oh, no, I'm sure it's not. It's absolutely not. <laughs> It's just frustrating is what it comes down to, you know, and it's there's there's so many things that that like hobbies that I enjoy in life that I won't go into because it'll just be like a rabbit hole we can go down that are in danger of being taken away because there's a lot of reasonable people who enjoy these hobbies and have a lot of great times with it and don't hurt anybody else. But there's enough that do hurt others and enough that abuse it. And because of that, we have to fight every day to keep our hobbies. And it's it's really frustrating. Yep. That's all I'll say about it, though. We're going to move on. We have another Facebook article from the Wall Street Journal, which probably also has a paywall. Do they have a paywall? You're going to have to use a private browser on this one. Negative too. Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the Wall Street Journal, and really this this is exactly what I was talking about earlier. I forgot I put an article in here about it. Facebook parent meta uh, platforms cuts. Oh, no, it's the same company. Cuts um, a responsible innovation team. So the responsible innovation team apparently at Facebook slash Meta, um, was existed solely so that they had a review board internally that uh, would take any new product ideas that came out of Facebook slash Meta. And I say that because it was Facebook when it was formed, of course. Now it's Meta. Uh, they came out of Meta, and they would review it and say, is this responsible for the, the users, right? Like, is this going to be a privacy problem? Is it going to be a legal problem? Is it going to be this, that, or the other thing? Um and they're, uh, they're basically saying, well, first of all, I'm surprised that one existed in the first place because we've seen some of the atrocities that came out of <laughs> Facebook and Meta, <laughs> like the privacy atrocities, right? So what were these people doing in the first place? And maybe that's why they're cut now. But the team has now been cut. So um, what does that mean for the future of this company from a privacy and, and uh, user data perspective? Uh, now, the article does go and say that Meta is not just, like, getting rid of all these people. Uh, they're going to repurpose a lot of them, and some of them are even going to do a similar job to what they were doing in this innov this responsible innovation team. Uh, but they're not going to be their own team anymore. So maybe it's not as dire as it sounds, because, you know, the Wall Street Journal, they're trying to get you to click on the article, and they got me talking about it, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess be aware Meta maybe doesn't have the leash that it had internally as maybe as long as that leash was. <laughs> Color me not surprised. Yeah, right, right. So uh, I don't and and again, right. Is this a cost savings things or, or is it a we got sick of hearing from these people thing? Right. It's it's just Probably as likely one or the other. Right. Or a little, little bit of both. So, uh, yeah. That's that. Um see the next article is from the verge and i just included this one because it's really funny if you summarize it the right way <laughs> first of all i didn't know this was a problem right 
So it's from The Verge. It's Tim Cook says, buy your mom an iPhone if you want a green bubble. Which, at face value, that title doesn't mean much uh, until I thought about it, right? They're talking about when you're texting with somebody. Uh, your phone's using iMessage and my phone's using iMessage and you get the, the green bubble, which means it's encrypted, right? That you're talking to another iMessage yep. user. And if it's blue, right, if it's a blue bubble, it means it was sent over SMS, which means it's unencrypted. It could have been eavesdropped on, that kind of thing. Um, so apparently there's a new um, protocol that can be used for text messaging that makes it more secure, and it's called RCS. And I, I, I think the article implies that Android is looking at implying or in, employing RCS. And the question to Tim Cook was, can't we make iPhone or iMessage do the same thing so that now I can chat securely with Android users as well? And Tim Cook basically responded with, I'd rather see them buy iPhones. <laughs> of course he would. Yeah, right. Of course he would, right? So, um, you know, I have, a, I have an Apple phone now. Everybody on the show tonight has an Apple phone. Um, obviously, I've accepted the Apple overlords. Um, but uh, I just thought this was really funny. <laughs> just buy an iPhone. Let them eat cake. <laughs> this is, yeah. Not worth getting worked up about, yeah. in my humble opinion. No, I just thought it was funny. I thought it was a funny comment. Yeah, and it is funny. Taken out of context. Or like, maybe there was context here we don't know about. But, uh, yeah. Just buy them iPhones. <laughs> it's a pretty shallow article. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, uh, Jason, I know are, you've, you've been are, patiently waiting. Are, oh, what? Are you not aware of the, all the Google stuff that's been going on with RCS, RC, RCS, whatever it is? I, I may not be. The, the new messaging standard. So Google's been basically trolling, uh, Apple at least oh. for a couple of weeks, maybe longer. Okay. That they need to, they need to switch to the RCS standard because, uh. you know, then they, they can get rid of the, the green bubble and. So that's the whatever. backstory I didn't so. have. Okay. Yeah. And, and. It's, it's, it's interoperability issues. Like, yeah. And Tim Cook is like, he's, if, if what, like, I don't know what goes on internally, but I mean, if he's saying that his customers aren't saying we want this, then they're not going to prioritize it. I mean, it's. Right. Why would they re-engineer their messaging stack? I mean, there's. When it's working fine for them. There's certain times where it's like an ideological thing, but that doesn't necessarily sell iPhones. Right. Um, Right. Personally, like, I think the average iPhone user is not going to care. And that's exactly what Tim Cook is saying, right? Um, right. But I think that from a technology standpoint, as a technology company, I would want to make my device more interoperable. But that's never been Apple's stance. They don't care about interoperability generally. They care about I, selling iPhones. But, <laughs> but RCS is not necessarily as glorious open standard the way Google has implemented it is basically what the article says. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know much about the stand. Like, I don't know much about whether it is a, like an official standard or not. Um, it may be just as much of a standard as iMessage is a standard. Yeah. What I, what I can say is I intentionally bought an iPhone. And one of the reasons I converted to the iPhone is because of Apple's stance on privacy. Yep. They took very public stances, which were politically risky yep. among certain yep. 
areas of the population to take. That was like when you're like, no, we're not going to we're not going to crack open this terrorist iPhone. Right. Because we don't do that. We're not giving the FBI any sort of a backdoor or keys that could be used to. I mean, to me, I appreciate that stance. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And that's that's one of the selling points that moved me to iPhone. In fact, you may remember a couple of years ago I moved to iPhone and then I moved back to Android. That was almost the primary reason I moved to iPhone because that was right after that happened. Um, and then for some reason I decided to go back to Android and then I switched back anyway. So I don't know. That seems to be the way I do things yeah. anyway. <laughs> so 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 whether or not that's still – whether or not iMessage and the N10 encryption stuff – is as black and white as it used to be versus using an Android. I don't know. I, but I feel more comfortable with the way Apple has the, the, the stances they've made and, and they, to me, they've put their money where their mouth is on this, on this issue. And I, I want to say that Google had taken a similar stance at one <laughs> point where a, an encrypted and an encrypted device was not, something they were willing to unlock for authorities. Yeah, but Google's Google has done so many questionable yeah. things around on, privacy, especially on the compared other side to Apple. That, yeah. They're in a bigger hole for me for right, that. Right, 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 right. I'm, I'm not trying to defend them. I'm saying that on that specific oh, yeah. issue, I believe they had the same stance. But you're yeah. right. You are a product with Google, whereas with Apple, you're a customer. I feel like a customer. Yeah. Right, exactly. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. With Google, it's all about trying to get you to buy other things or trying to get data out of you so that they can sell it to third parties or advertise at you, right? Whereas with Apple, they never take that stance. They just charge you more, right? So it's, it's a, it's and, a trade-off, and, and right? I'm okay. Yeah. I feel the same way about the money I give to Apple because I have Apple Music, I'll be honest, because it just, it friggin', it rocks. It works for me. Yeah. I I've got the music I stream from them side by side with my MP3s that I, that I ripped off of CDs using my iMac 15 years ago, yeah. probably longer than that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but just like I, I just like, I don't regret a dollar I've ever given to the mouse. Cause I'm now the adult Disney fan. I don't regret a dollar I've ever given to Apple. Yeah. Yeah. So at any rate, um, the next article is more like a tweet. Um, in fact, it is exactly a tweet. It's not like a tweet. It is a tweet. So, uh, Jason, you added this. It's got, it, but it's got more content than the actual yeah, it, Apple it's, RCS it's, article. It might. Huh. <laughs> it's, it's got a little more content than just a tweet. So, uh, apparently today, uh, earlier today, uh, Patreon made some changes to their staff and laid off their entire security team, uh, including the, uh, I believe she was like the head privacy or the like the head the head of security for patreon emily metcalf um so okay. her and her entire team have been uh nuked so you know if you're if you're dealing with patreon just be aware that there's no security team so i feel like that's deal with that as you will crazy. i feel like there's more here like there has to be more here yeah they they can't have yeah. just been so like nope we don't care about security anymore. There must be more to this story. Like they're using a third party now or something. Maybe. I mean, who knows? But, you know, generally speaking, when a company lays off their entire security team, that's not a good thing. I mean, speculation is run. I mean, you can say maybe maybe they went to a third party doing it. Um, you know, 
somebody internally still needs to kind of deal with some of that. So that you usually yeah. have somebody assigned to that. And that's usually yeah. a security person. Just, uh, uh, my I've, personal favorite uh, that I, that I said was, you know, p- perhaps they've just decided to put all the security responsibilities on the other uh, team members. Um, Cause it's possible. obviously cheaper to pay, pay somebody you already have instead of hiring a new team to do security. So yeah. Yeah. Save some money that way. Well, um, I can, I can there's tell a lot you of that- weird layoffs going on lately. So, I can tell you that we're going to keep an eye on it because obviously the show does use Patreon. We talk about it every show. Yeah. Um, and we do not want folks to be using a service that we don't trust. So we're going to keep an eye on it and see what uh, what comes of this. Um, I'm not going to like immediately nope out of uh, Patreon, but, you know, we're going to keep an eye on it. And folks, if anybody out there has more info, let us know because I'm interested in this because I use Patreon for a number of things. It's not just Iron Sysadmin. Um, I am patrons. I am, I am a patron for other things, right? And I don't want my data on a service that is not employing a security team, right? So, anyway. I, look, it's entirely possible that they have solved security and they don't need a security team anymore. That's it. Right? Solved I problem. Mean, they don't need a security team anymore. That security team was so good, they put themselves out of out of a job. Yeah, so somebody else suggested they move to a zero trust model. So I found a... Uh, <laughs> Apparently, uh, a team member posted at 7.30, as a global platform, Patreon will always prioritize the security of our creators and customers' data. As part of a strategic shift of a portion portion of a security program, we have parted ways with five employees. We also partner with a number of external orgs to continuously develop our security capabilities and conduct regular security assessments to ensure we meet or exceed the highest standards. The changes made this week will have no impact on our ability to continue to provide a secure and safe platform, including the upcoming adult ID verification requirement. So it seems like if they really only laid off five people, that doesn't seem to be huge. I, I think you're thinking that Patreon is a lot bigger than it may actually be. I mean, remember what Patreon is like, like for, for instance, um, companies that I've worked for have, you know, thousands of employees and throughout those thousands, you know, I'm talking like three, four, 5,000 employees. The security department has five people, six people, Uh, you know, I, I don't think I've worked for a company that's had more than a dozen security engineers. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's, then that's, that is very, very, very common. Yeah. Uh, you don't get Uh-oh. massive, humongous security teams until you get into, um, you know, Fortune 500, you know, m- big companies with like some serious stuff to secure. Um, and even okay, then, fair enough. you'd be surprised on what's on the inside. So five people may have been, I mean, that's, that's entirely possible. That was the whole team. Okay. Well, I, I think that's what the you implication know, is that it's the <laughs> entire team. Yeah. And I mean, but again, even if it was the entire team, um, if they're leveraging a third party now, you know, sure, they don't have the in-house talent. It just means they chose to outsource that, which is a a common business decision, right? Or they were friggin' idiots and they now don't have anybody who knows security. Yeah, I hope that's not true. Working at the, like we're in a gap. Even if, even if you are, even if you are, uh, even if you've outsourced your security, you you need you still need people internally to handle things, right? Yeah, so, but maybe you know, 
may, so imagine imagine when you and I were at the college. We didn't have an official security group, so you and I picked up a lot of that stuff. Maybe they've got you and I there. And they or maybe they the, have. They work with the third-party people, you know? Or they have contractors right. who are doing the security. Right. Like they're, yeah. they yeah, look like, like employees, like said, but know, they're not employees. Right. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. Outsourced, you know, they've, they've, they've hired Accenture. God help them. Um, <laughs> oh, good and, Lord. And now that's, that's their entire team. Canc- canceling my patrons. <laughs> Time to move to yeah, OnlyFans. This, 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 is, this is not to... Uh, not not to shock people and, and tell them to run away from Patreon. Just you know, be aware that no, this is, that's you know, that's exactly can, my point. I'm yeah. I'm I'm going to keep an eye on this, and uh, folks, especially our patrons, if you guys uh, if you don't feel if you <laughs> don't if, stop giving us money, yeah, right. Don't get don't stop giving us money. <laughs> if you uh, if you if you feel like Patreon's the wrong choice for our show, let me know. And um, I don't know where else we would go to be honest, other than some kind of direct donation coffee. system. Coffee. Yeah, go to coffee. Oh, that's right. Coffee. There is another one. Wasn't it called like Buy Me a Coffee or something? It's 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 ko-fi.com, I believe. Ko-fi. Anyway, if we need to move off Patreon, we will. But I'm not gonna like quickly move off Patreon. I would not. I would not knee jerk at this point. Something, no, no, no. I wouldn't knee jerk either. Something but. has happened to Jason's video. We still hear you though, so it's okay. Since it is an audio podcast. I- <laughs> But I see my video. You don't have my video. This this has happened before. Mark, do you still see my video in in uh, Riverside? No. No. Okay. Looks like, looks like a bandwidth no thing. It just it cut out your video to save bandwidth. Anyway, um, okay. we're almost done with the show for tonight. Anyway, so folks, um, yeah, if anybody has any I, commentary on the Patreon thing, please reach out. Let me know. Um, I, but I'm gonna keep. I, I would on. like to. I would like to apologize to all the listeners of the podcast for my video going out. Uh, yeah, they, right. They, they may, don't care. They may actually be thanking they're still us crack- for you not having video. <laughs> <laughs> they're 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 still cracking up for when you were a Cylon. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. That was great. That's going to be great to edit later. It's going to be just awesome. Yeah, I'm just You're the gift screwed. that keeps on giving. You are the gift. Just yeah, yeah. It's my own fault for saying there weren't any emergencies this show. So instead, we we just get screwed over with audio and video problems. <laughs> All right, I think that's it for the news for tonight. And to be honest, I've got kids that have to get to bed because they have school tomorrow. So I need to wrap up the show and get some story time in. (laughs) So uh, thanks for watching, folks, if you're watching live. If you're not watching live and you'd like to, you can check us out on both YouTube and Twitch. There are links to both of those in the show notes. Um, Or you go to ironsystemin.com and get to either. Uh, If you want to join our Discord community, you can do so as well. There's a link for that in the show notes or on ironsystemin.com. Are you catching a theme here? Uh, You can also find us on social media and see whenever we're going to go live or do stuff or talk to us or whatever on the face and the Twitters. as long as Facebook stays in business, feels just, like it's just search close. just for search for uh, 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 steel sysamin. Yeah, right. Steel. No, Cop- iron. copper sysamin. No, see, we no? don't have a okay. smelter, so it's iron. It's not steel because oh. you need a smelter, right, to make steel. Isn't that like iron and something else? I, I, iron yeah, and carbon yeah. or something. Iron spelled F E. No. What? Okay. Anyway, I'll shut up now. <laughs> Where were we? Oh, right. Uh, we were closing the show up. <laughs> I think that's everything, folks. And again, if you want to support us, uh, you can do it on Patreon, at least for the moment. (laughs) 
All right. Uh, any final thoughts while I find the closing page? I'm good. You're good? Jason, good show are, are you going to talk D- like a I, I am also good. By your command. <laughs> Wait, do I have All a right, silence setting in this thing? What's that? Is there a Cylon setting? I, I can change. I don't know. Uh, I can change. You know, no, there's no Cylon setting. There is a second battle star. <laughs> there should totally be a Cylon. Pegasus setting. shows up. I'll have to create a new preset for Cylon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Whatever you're doing, and we will catch you in the next one. Everybody, have a good one. Cut it out. We're gonna get DMCA'd. All right, folks. Good night.